It's time! Fight fans and degenerate gamblers, welcome to the Thick Boys Fight Club, where there are only two rules. Rule number one, always talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. Rule number two, talk about Thick Boys Fight Club, even if no one wants to talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. All right. We're doing this a little different today, guys. We're together. We're not in separate rooms. Yeah, we just uh, just finished watching UFC uh, Vegas 4. Hopefully, um, no one gets in a fight here on this video, and you guys can still listen to us in the following weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting that a little bit, guys. As always, I just want to start with a little news. Um, so let's break it down here. I don't know if you guys saw this. John Jones yesterday has decided to check himself into uh, jail, basically. He has to serve a four-day suspension for what he for his DUI that he got recently. Uh, it's just going to be four days, and then he's out on probation, for what I, from what I understand. So hopefully he's okay inside Lock him there. up for a couple months, man. Deserves <laughs> more than four days. Oh, we'll see, man. We'll see. All right. Uh, Dana White also today finally shared a picture of Yaz Island. That was pretty exciting. There is a literally an octagon right on the beach. I'm sure they're just going to be practicing there from what I understand. That's not where they're going to be fighting. But I'm sure that will be an intense training session for those guys. It's going to be mighty hot out there. And the guys going to be working on their tan. You know? <laughs> that's, that's what I'd be doing. Just fucking looking at sunshine. <clears throat> yeah. But without further ado, guys, let's get right into it and break this fight card down. This was, I got to say, barn burner like we said it was going to be. Man. At, at, this, at this current moment, I honestly feel like this was better than most pay-per-views that we've had this year, by all means. Man, I just got to say, since the whole coronavirus outbreak, the UFC has done an amazing job of putting on some amazing fight cards for us, all of them super entertaining. How many, like, Fight of the year fights have happened in this short window. It's incredible to me. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's crazy. But, I mean, tonight, though, I I watched. I know you kind of did it. You missed the prelims a little bit. But yeah. from the prelims through, these fights were so good. I mean, from stoppages to just full-on decisions that were just crazy back-and-forth battles. Um, I'll bring up for us real quick. One of my favorite ones from the prelims was that seeing uh, Kay Hansen make her de debut. I mean, that girl was getting worked. They said she was a ground specialist. She, I mean, amazing come through there in the in, the, in round three. She actually got clipped going in for her submission and had a huge gash. Blood was going everywhere, but she got it done. She got the triangle. She got an arm bar. I mean, it was a good, good, crazy, crazy fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking very forward to watching the replays. For sure. But we're going to break down the main card for you guys like we always do. Uh, and first, we're going to start off here. Sean Woodson versus Julian Rosa. We yep. both – oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, yep. Sean Woodson to win this fight. It was going exactly how we said it was going to go. He was using his range well, picking him apart. What was surprising with such a short notice fight was Julian Arosa's stamina and cardio going into this. It was pretty incredible to see that you would think someone with six days notice would probably gas out after the second round, but man, he just bit down on that mouthpiece, stayed in the pocket, 
really put the pressure on Sean Woodson. And then just a simple mistake gave his back up and got choked out. Yeah. And But that was a, a great fight to start off the main card, I have to say. Definitely. I mean, I was a little dif- disappointed in Sean Woodson there. You know, cardio wasn't up to what we thought it possibly could be, obviously. I mean, definitely gassed out there in the third round, I would say. Um, I really thought more it was Julian Arosa's pressure. He just did a great job of, you know, you could tell that Sean Woodson wanted to use his range, keep the distance, but Arosa just wouldn't let that happen. He just stayed right in front of him, chased him around, and just kept Woodson against the fence for, what, more than half the fight, and that's really what frustrated Sean Woodson for the sure. most. For yeah. sure. The next fight up was Takashi Sato versus Jason Witt. Uh, unfortunately, that was a quick add-on they did. I believe they added it on this morning, actually. I don't They transferred it from the prelims to the main card, I believe. Yeah, even when so, I did the Verdict MMA, it wasn't on there yesterday because I did mine yesterday. Yeah. And then this morning, they had added two extra fights onto it. So, yeah, so we had not – we had made a selection on that one for you guys. But breaking it down real quick, Takashi came out just like they said he was going to do. Quick TKO. I mean, Jason Witt definitely was not ready for the UFC, it appears. <laughs> Vanilla Gorilla disappointed, yes. me, I have to say. I thought when, for the nickname like Vanilla Gorilla, I was kind of pumped on him. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that was a beautiful straight left from Takashi Sato. It was just picture perfect. For sure. Not much more to break down on that. Yeah. I don't know what you think. Uh, that's, it was all she wrote. Next up, we had Brendan Allen versus Kyle Dawkins. I just want to shoot some props out to Westervelt here. He said he thought this would be fight of the night, and it was one of the fights of the night. Yeah. No doubt, great back-and-forth battle. Some amazing jujitsu. Two submission specialists just going at it. Oh, yeah. No, it was honestly that leading into the, the later fights. At the moment, we were like, wow, fight of the year contender right here. I mean, back and forth the entire time. Definitely what we thought we were going to see. Two guys that had huge ground potential, you know, getting in, getting out of things. It was pretty good. Um I will say that's kind of where the judges started to come into play a little bit. How they didn't give Dalkis one of those rounds was kind of confusing to me. That was yeah, one, for yeah, sure. one judge giving a 30-27 in favor of Brennan Allen. That guy needs to be taken out back and shot. <laughs> yeah, you know? we'll talk about we're gonna the judging later, though, where you can voice your opinion. Yeah. You know what? But, yeah, that was a little bummers. Definitely Brandon Allen won the fight. There's no doubt about oh, that. Yeah, he, just he, like dominated. Saw, he dominated. I just didn't think in that – Way the way the judges had it marked out, or one judge at least had it marked out. Yeah. And next up was a super crazy finish in the heavyweight division. Gian Vellante versus Maurice Green. And my God, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gian Vellante, just, dude, he looked terrible. Terrible. Out of shape. Great leg kicks. He did look better than I thought he would be at heavyweight. You know, he was very confident, controlling the center of the octagon, hitting Green with some heavy leg kicks. But it came down to his cardio because that submission, it, I get it, it's an upside-down arm triangle, but that shouldn't be enough. Like, you can control your body being on top. He could have given him, put himself in a spot where he could have gotten air. And it just came down to the fact that he was so exhausted, he panicked. I, I, I think he panicked and tapped out to choke it. He shouldn't have, and he would have won that fight if he had just, you know. Well, tough. remember, it was like we, we kind of were speculating. Gian Vellante obviously does have a weight issue. I mean, he came in looking fat. Yeah, that yeah. was a nice little Buddha belly so, going on. No you doubt. know, so like we said, he moved up 
truly probably because he doesn't like cutting weight anymore and he's letting himself kind of go a little bit. So that was to be expected. But he, he was hitting some cracks on Green, and those leg kicks were starting to get to him. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and the way he dropped Green in the yes. third round, that was so he dropped, panicking. I mean, so, yeah, dropped him, but then to end like that with not really a deadlocked choking, in my opinion. It didn't seem like it was that tight. I jokingly afterly said, oh, hey, look, him and Conor McGregor now have something in common where they both just tap real quick. <laughs> you know, I mean, it definitely seemed like he doesn't, he's not comfortable getting choked, which who is? I'm definitely not. I don't think you are. Yeah, yeah like, some people just it's like it, it happens in jiu-jitsu. You'll see it when guys don't have the cardio. It's like when you're on your seventh or eighth roll in a gym class, you know, it's like, by then, you, you're just so exhausted when you're put in certain positions. It's that mental fortitude. Some people have it. Some people don't. And in that moment, I think he was just so exhausted that he, he was just any – that one little thing, he just didn't have it in him to come, take a moment, and then adjust his position to really relieve the pressure. And he kind of panicked. That's yeah, all no, I saw. I think that's exactly what happened. He panicked there. We had both, though, just to recap, we had both Dick Maurice Green to win this fight, so we're yeah. happy about that. Glad we got to pick right for you guys. But it was a little squeezy there for a second, for sure. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to come up to where the big boys went at it. Uh, Mike Perry was Mickey Gall. We both picked differently on this. I went with Mickey Gall, thinking Mike Perry was going to have a little mental issue. I never <laughs> doubted Mike Perry for a second. <laughs> yeah. And uh, boy, was he right. Um, we had some funny-ass moments in that fight, though, obviously. Uh, you know, guys, obviously maybe having your girlfriend in the corner, though, even though he won, might not have been the best thing. She really didn't have any advice for him. She almost didn't see a, a submission attempt that, thank God, Harry kind of saw through real quick and got out of there, which I think a normal corner would have yelled at him right away to get the fuck out, you know, but she had no idea what she was seeing. The only thing she could really advise she had for him in the middle of the fights was basically, oh, you're doing a good job and to keep punching him in the face. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, man, Perry's proven with this fight, I think, having no actual fight camp and him doing everything himself, what a fucking professional he is. You have to say, he came in an amazing shape, which you can't say the same for Mickey Gall with a professional camp going through. Mike Perry lasted all three rounds, did not gas at all, had some big takedowns. He was expending energy. It wasn't like he was on the outside, just lightly boxing, conserving his energy. No, he was going for it. And then a joke that we made for uh, Perry's girlfriend, I have to congratulate her, something she'll have on us for the rest of her life, is yeah. she has a successful career as a cornerman. She is 1-0 in a UFC cornerman, so good for her. Yeah. Hey, Mike Perry, great job on the fight, man. Wish he could have ended in a knockout, but he just worked Mickey Gall. And it's just something that Mickey Gall needs to put himself through a serious cardio and conditioning. It's it's really starting to show him, affecting his ability to rise to the ranks of the UFC, no doubt. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he did himself say, though, at the end in an interview that he probably will get a real corner next time and that, you know, this was just a one-time thing. Um, sounds like he's just kind of rebuilding his life right now, and he's yeah. just kind of figuring shit out, I guess. And one thing for Perry I will say is, like, 
we can say whatever we want. It wasn't a good idea not to have a corner and everything. But he did keep himself in the news the whole time. Everyone was interested. Everyone wanted to tune in and see what happened. So ultimately, this was a really good thing for his career yeah. because people tuned in. He yeah, proved all the haters wrong, and he won for sure. All right. And then for the main event, folks, oh, damn, like we said it was going to be. <laughs> Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Yeah, like I said, this was going to be a full mixed martial arts fight. You were going to see it all. It wasn't just going to be a stand and bang. That's how it started in the first two rounds. But we saw takedowns from Dan Hooker. We saw submission attempts from Dustin Poirier. We saw ground and pound. We saw heart of two true warriors going at it. It was incredible. Yeah, it was five rounds of nonstop action, back and forth. You know, everyone's still kind of arguing about the way the the decision went a little bit. Not that the decision was possibly wrong, but just what rounds were scored correctly and not correctly. Uh, you know, the tiff we're kind of having is, once again, just we're having inconsistent judging here. Yeah. The one thing, I like, I was quite frustrated. I had scored that Dan Hooker had won. He definitely won the first and the second round in my eyes, and I think he won the third. Like, the fact that he got – a takedown and controlled Dustin Poirier on the mat for two minutes, almost half the round, and it was close in the stand-up. It's, I don't understand how that works out. It's because if it's a close round, the person who presses forward, technically the aggressive fighter is supposed to win the round. But how does Dan Hooker not win that round with the takedown controlling him for two minutes and landing ground and pound? Yes, Dustin is landing some shots off of his back, but you don't score points from pun punching off your back. You don't score points that way. Is this a sport, or are we just purely watching fighting? I understand that from a purely fighting aspect, Dustin won. But from a sporting aspect, and if we're going to judge by rounds, I thought Dan Hooker won the fight. Well, you know, that's where I played devil's advocate to you. Yeah, he got him down, had control of him, but didn't really do anything with it, in my opinion. And the reason I'm going to tell you I feel that way is because we had so much action in that fight that when there was that lull, which is normal for a, in any other fight, it almost seemed like nothing was happening. Right, but for me, he was landing some big shots. He was throwing that overhand left, punching Dustin Poirier. He was being active, considering how exhausted they both were in that moment. To me, those were like the defining moments. Those takedowns are huge in those moments because we all know how difficult it is to just pick someone up and take them to the ground, especially when they don't want to go there. I get what you're it's, saying, but I'm yeah. just saying as – a fan watching it and also as a ref, I could see how it kind of was like out of all the action that it happened. Now we have this lull that even though what you're saying is true, we're watching mixed martial arts. We're not yeah. watching a kickboxing match. But That's going to be my argument. Yeah. It's a, a whole time. We're watching two mixed martial artists. We want to see all the tools being used and who is utilizing all the tools to win the fight. So this and in this scenario, to me, it was just, I mean, yeah, dad hooker. Doing so, that. But like I said, so this goes just back to what we've always been said on this show. And once again, you know, guys, we would all like everyone to get behind this. We need to fix the judging system of these fights because we saw a fight tonight that was, could have possibly very well in another situation, in another state, in another country, been judged completely different and, and could have Absolutely. been a complete different decision. Even though, obviously, Dustin Poirier obviously looked like he won the fight at the end of yes. the fight. At the end of it, he did look like it. They both went to the hospital. Dustin could walk himself to the ambulance where Dan did have to get carted off. And at the end of the fight, I'm not going to lie, Dustin on the face looked like he won it. And I think the big deciding factor, which swayed a lot of the judges, was the power behind his shots, where Dan throws a lot more straight, more technical punches, where you're watching Dustin, he's throwing – 
lots of heat. He's got some wind-up to it. He's winging more punches. Yeah. They definitely had more power, and they definitely looked like they stunned Hooker more. Well, it just seemed to, logically, it made sense that it was tied up going into the fifth round. And whatever happened in that fifth was going to win that fight. Yeah, it, it depends how you judge it. Like exactly. I said, I thought he had already won the first three rounds. He could have coasted if he chose to. Yeah. But he did. He got two takedowns in the fourth round. Another close round. Like, I, for me, it's a little frustrating just watching people. Again, close fight. Either one wins. They both won the fight. And you can't be too upset. But, yeah. Just yeah, no matter how you look at it, it was a great fight. It was a great fight. Yeah, both their stocks go through the ring. Badass fight. Dan Hooker's going to get, you know, his name is going to be big. People are going to be requesting to fight that guy. He's definitely going to be top five for a long time, in my opinion. For sure. For sure. But, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be seeing any of them anytime soon. I'm sure they're going to be getting some quite medical suspensions from this fight. Like we just said, we just heard Dustin had to be, Dustin at least was able to walk onto the ambulance. So, that's good news for him. (laughs) Hooker, unfortunately, had to be rolled off in a stretcher. So, I'm sure tomorrow morning they're both not going to wake up feeling too hot. You know, probably a headache for the next few days. So, we'll have to see how long they get a suspension for. I don't think we're going to be seeing any of them anytime soon. As far as, I mean, I think all of us have to kind of now go, we need Khabib to lose this next fight. Is really the only thing that can keep this division kind of still cycling a little bit. If we could get a Gagey versus Poirier fight, I think it would be amazing. But that's the same thing. It's like, it's either way, you're going to get a rematch of Dustin Poirier. Um, yeah. But just really quick, I just want to backtrack to Dan. Just one criticism thing I would give him and I would like to see him do is obviously, I think what also helped him lose that fight was he did just seem to gas out in that last round. Yeah. But given that was his only his second five-round fight that he had trained for, where this was Dustin's fifth. So... No, it's not played a key for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. I just like Dan. Obviously, that would just be the one thing that Dan really needs just to put together. Because I think if he has a better cardio, has better cardio, that he would be able to do what he does best a lot better for a lot longer. It's just yeah. it, it seems to be affecting him where he can't stay on the outside as much as he'd like to, and he's allowing to get hit more often than he should. For sure, for sure. But excellent, yeah. It was though overall, guys, a great night of fights. One of the best freebie UFC fight cards we could have got. Yeah, for and sure. You Nick and I have been calling it. We've been yeah. telling you you should be excited for this. And it did not – it, it lived up to the hype. That's all For sure. It definitely did. But, guys, what's even more exciting, after this, we get the real deal. The big show. <laughs> it's going to go down. On Fight Island. Fight Island, baby. <laughs> so we'll be back with you guys. Uh, we'll be back. Probably we're going to do some type of just um, – yeah, a little mix-up show, mix this up show this next week for you guys. Yeah, that we'll bring out. We might have a guest for you guys um, that also is another, you know, he's an amateur better, and he is um, trying to become – he's a big-time Instagram guy that a lot of people are following. So we'll see if we can get him on. He's, he's Yeah, shitting. special guest. Yeah, it'll be, so, it'll be fun. Hopefully we yeah. can get him on. We'll you know, get a different perspective from the two of us. Exactly. It'll be a good time. Exactly. So, yeah, so watch out for that, please. Uh, Like always, please like, subscribe to us. You know, we're doing this for you guys, you know. So, please help us out a little bit if you can. And tag us in those verdict MMAs if you do them, man. For sure. We got our verdicts up already tonight. Oh, and then just to end the score, Nick is 21 and 19. Or wait, is it? No, 21 and 20, I think. 20, yes. And then I'm 20 and 20. Woo! <laughs> crazy night, crazy night. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. We'll be back with you guys here in a couple of days. Shoot. Peace.